is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Court of Capes, where your favorite judges discuss rate and rank hero content, animation, live action, and today we're diving back into anime covering Overlord, an anime about a man who gets stuck in an MMORPG game. We are reviewing episodes 8 through 13 of season 1. Is is there only... No, there's multiple seasons, right, Curtis? Yeah, there's three. Or three. four, actually. Four! Yes. All and, the seasons! And we just finished one. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Anyways, so, without further ado, let me introduce myself and my fellow judges. I am the Darkness Correspondent... And Scarlet Wizard, Judge Ooh. Shelton. Magical. Magical. We have the showman, the conqueror, or as you can see, Shaggy in MUI. Curse Cooper! Judge Cooper. My name's Anzulgone, and this is the Bone Zone. Welcome, boys. Anzulgone. <laughs> and we have, uh, hmm. Yo. Not your base, your basic average girl. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And chaos bringer, Judge Brown. Heck yeah! I just want to say, I'm your executioner. Call Oof. me Momon. Mm. Oof. The real question is, which of us is going to claim the title of Overlord when it's all said and done? Is this gonna is this gonna be a title put on the table? Yeah, because I I haven't watched all of season four, so. We'll have to make some kind of prediction <laughs> to see who gets the title. Okay, okay. But, uh, that won't that won't be until uh, probably like midway through season four. Yeah. But yes, adrenaline will appear. Oh gosh, she always appears. <laughs> and boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom will appear in this. We the boom, boom boys. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh man, but yeah, so. Um, I voiced how I felt about taking notes last time for this one, or trying to find hot points, and that still resonates, and so I'm trying to figure things out, but this is gonna be fun. Let's talk about Overlords Season 1, Episodes 8 through 13, as the story picks up and some things are revealed about the world that they live in. JC... Are you ready to start off the conversation? Are we getting into it? Yeah, we're just getting into it. Let's go. Let's do it. This episode eight is called Twin Swords, and I can't, you know, you can't imagine why I chose it. But Twin Swords. Swords of Slashing Death. So good. So good. Love me some sword action, and boy, did we get some sword action in this episode and the next one. Pretty dang good. But first of all, before we even get to the action, let's talk about the music. Mm. We got some, as Curtis said, Castlevania-esque music in this episode. Yeah, this episode had some absolute bops playing in the background. Yep. Anytime Clementine was on screen, it was just going crazy. That's true. The music was pretty fire when she was on screen every time. Mm. Especially in that opening where she is just kind of going crazy against the adventurers. And we're all kind of real scared for him. She's like, I'm about to go buck wild. And she did. 
because that is my next hot point. Just when we were getting to like all the adventurers, uh, they zombies now. Yeah, they ain't got no life. They don't. Paging the darkness correspondent, how mm-hmm. does this rate on the darkness scale? Mm, I'd say uh, really, really dark gray. Mm. <laughs> What's the darkest? <laughs> <laughs> Ultra black. Okay, okay. So what would be darker than this that we've seen so far? Uh, when uh, Chelsea's head was put on a stake in the middle of town. You're right. You're right. That was that was pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I'd was, say. That was rough. There, might, there was... Someone, someone argued there's some darker stuff that happens in the next few episodes. Mm. Mm. There are some pretty dark things in the show. Pretty dark things indeed. But yeah, like this is kind of the first major plot twist that Overlord has thrown at us. What did you all think about that? I mean, it was shocking. The fact that, you know, we felt like they were setting these characters up. Yeah. And then just yanked out the rug from under us. Oh, yeah, but she, yeah, yeah. I mean, but she showed up at the end of last episode, right? Right. So I I automatically assumed they were going to get wrecked. I feel I feel like you are lulled into the sense that Ains would be there to save them. Right. Oh. Especially after the young one said as much. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, because yeah, she, who we find out is a she, yes. um, was being like set up as like, oh yeah, this will be like kind of the character that like teaches Ains how to be human again. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, and you're like, oh dang. And like when um clementine is talking about like oh yeah like i'm gonna pick one of you i'm gonna torture you she picked the small tiny child to slowly torture yeah pretty darn messed up Mm-hmm. clementine was as i told curtis clementine was giving me some seru ubiquitous vibes yeah no, she's way worse she's no, way worse yeah, just like the facial expressions and how she carried herself. At least Sarah you had good values. She had some wholesomeness buried in there. Absolutely. Absolute justice, JC. We're not having uh, this that's conversation. That's why Josh wants to date her. <laughs> what, what do you say, Josh? We're not having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but no, Clementine is just way worse than uh, Seriu because she's just pure evil, kind of. There's no real redeeming qualities to her. Would you all like to hear a wild fact about Clementine? Would you like to, Josh? Yeah, heck yeah, let's go. So, over this summer, um, the uh, animation studio Katakawa, who like makes Overlord, partnered up with a game dev studio and released a side-scrolling Castlevania-inspired game starring Clementine, of all people. Oh. What? And it takes place after this batch of episodes, but in this either alternate reality or, like, maybe they're kind of hinting at hinting that it's canon, um, she is reanimated by Ainz, dragged to Nazarek, and placed at the very bottom level, and, like, Ainz and the fellow guardians like fight her periodically as she works her way up you play as clementine whoa and uh okay so i'm gonna spoil this game because nobody played this game <laughs> and i know you all aren't gonna play this game so i'm gonna spoil it <laughs> so you as clementine fight your way all the way up you defeat quote-unquote himself. Uh-huh. and then you get and then you get to the very top and it turns out like 
because she's led to believe she's killed all the floor guardians. She gets up to the top. Everybody's alive. <laughs> and um, Ainz r- reveals like, oh, yeah, you've been part of an experiment this whole time. Time to start again. What? And she gets Dang. transported back down and like is like forced to live like this cycle of life and death over and over and over again. Oh, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Groundhog Day, sir. Yeah. Dang. So uh, if you all thought that the punishment she gets later, which we will talk about, wasn't enough. Uh, yeah, she's basically in uh, really hardcore purgatory. Goodness. Wild game. I beat it. Nice. Thank you. That's cool. Um, anyway. Wow. Casey, as you were. <laughs> it's kind of wild that we don't, I mean, I guess it's, you know, too early to say this, but we don't really know much about Clementine. Mm-mm. Like, where she comes from, what her motivation is, or anything. So that's really interesting. I- I'm glad that they decided to flesh her out a little bit more. Yes. But I guess they probably didn't go into those details either there. Mm-hmm. Not really. So they kind of left her to be quite a mysterious character. But anyway, back to the episode. Uh, we see that Eins, uh is preparing to attack her because uh, they take uh, in, in, Inferia? Yeah, Inferia. Yeah, Inferia. And was this the episode where he goes to the grandma and demands everything? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, name your price. Everything. <laughs> I didn't get that, and he didn't explain that at all either. What do you mean? Well, he he, he wanted all of her possessions. Everything she owned, that's but what he why? said. Well, just because he could, I guess. Actually, I have a pretty good theory as to why. Oh. But we'll talk about that later, because they, they go back to that in episode 13. Hmm? Interesting. But yeah, I mean, Curtis and I were kind of talking about that, and we were like, hmm, how shady versus wholesome is this? Yeah, I hope, <laughs> Josh, I hope you and JC were thinking about where you're going to put Ainz on the shady meter yeah. when we're done with your batch. Yeah, <laughs> where did we have him last time, JC? Like five and a half, right? Like 5.5? Like five 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 or six. Yeah, yeah where, where he's just like barely over, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, there's a little bit of wholesomeness. Yeah. A little bit, but he's a little sketch. A little sketch. No, Does I'm, some things that aren't the best. I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, in the next episode, I think, feel like I dock some points, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> I feel like he was going back and forth for me a lot. There was <laughs> pendulum swinging. Yeah. A little bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. But my takeaway from this is, you know, He's being a good businessman. He's getting what he can. <laughs> He's leveraging his assets. I mean, I can't fault him for that. Uh-huh, Maximize uh-huh. opportunity. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it ethical? I don't know. But was it a good business move? Kinda. And that was business talk with JC. <laughs> was it a good business move though? Because then, what if like he requires everybody to give him everything if he does something like that for them? Then nobody's gonna want to do it him to do anything well then he could just destroy them by blinking yes <laughs> this is true that is true so we will see where that leads in the future you know having good results from a business uh, you know arrangements is only part of it because yes you need to make allies and treat them with dignity and respect so from that standpoint he was definitely docked a lot of wholesome points mm-hmm we will see if he can redeem himself in the future because, you know, pure scorched earth can only get you so far in the business world. Uh, I don't know. 
we shall see. We shall see indeed. But moving on from there, we get to see a little bit about spellcasting. Mm -hmm. uh, all the scrolls. What do you think about that, Josh? That was pretty cool, I thought. I thought that was really cool. Um, just like the intricacy, intricacy of uh, the game itself and how they're still sticking to that. Um, yeah, and like, like mixing the mechanics of the game with this yeah. new world. Yeah, with this new world, and that like he's like, oh Nabe, you can summon spells too, so I'll have you summon spells. Like that's one of your abilities. So I was like, okay, that's really cool that they did that. Um, it, this is kind of a foreshadowing, but I loved the summoning spells that we saw. Oh yeah, yeah, I thought the summoning spells were really cool, and I bet JC liked those a lot too. And it's cool just to see like him having to like come up with a strategy right up on the spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought it was really cool, and I'm excited to see just how far they explore the mechanics in the future. Yeah, I mean we see it in every episode, especially before he gets into a fight. We see a ton of different types of spells and, and he's throwing like spells all over the place. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Later on, he just has this. Massive combo that we'll have to talk about. Yeah, here. for real. I'm sure JC memorized all of them. All, all of them. them. Yes. <laughs> but that kind of sets us up into the actual fighting that goes on here with the twin swords. Twin swords. Which was pretty sweet. Uh, we get to see Ainz versus the army of the undead. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. And seeing... Uh, oh, frick. What, what's uh, Hamster Guy's name? Hamsky? Hamsky. Hamsky? Yeah, Hamsky getting flown up in the air. He's just like, man, I don't really like this. This is embarrassing. Josh, yeah. I know, I, I know you love you some Hamsky. Oh no, Hamsky is useless completely. <laughs> he does nothing in this match. He, he does pretty, nothing at all. He's more he's of a pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, pretty dark. <laughs> well, he does say, I don't want to go back to Nazarek from fear that they will eat me. <laughs> yeah but overall i enjoyed the army of the undead i thought that was uh you know a good little precursor that uh at the end of the episode was setting up a fun fight in dark warrior but those were pretty much all of my thoughts for this episode at the end of the episode is when um him and clementine are face to face Mm -hmm. but we do not get to see the fight till next episode nope he's just like let's go talk over here i also yeah you gotta look oh go go ahead john oh no i just thought it was also interesting that moment where nabe showed like some uh some intel like higher like some intelligence right and he was he was kind of like thrown off guard because she was just like why didn't we send stealth warriors ahead to take out part of this army before we got here and he's like oh shoot like Oh, do I have to tell you the answer to everything? Like, <laughs> figure it out for yourself. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, so they, I think the show does a really good job of, like, having him speak in his Ein's voice for long enough to where once he snaps back to his regular guy voice, you're like, oh, wait, I totally forgot for a second yeah. that, like, this is just a dude. Yeah. And he's literally making everything up as he goes along. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was well done. But they also like have him then go back to speaking in his Ein's voice long enough to where like you're kind of lulled into that sense of like, oh, he's really epic again. Yep. 
So shall we talk the Dark Warrior? Yes. So um, point number one, we get Nabe versus a freaking bone dragon. Bone dragon. <laughs> With uh, four, count them, four eyeballs. Yep. Pretty cool design. It was a cool design, but I feel like it was slow. Didn't do much, really. It was a very... I I mean, I was expecting Nabe to like do some real work, and it just... I was like, man, this kind of slow right now. Yeah. The fight. Well, and like... Well, because like, her and Ainz were both like trying to conceal that they were magic users. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, magic wouldn't even work on the dragon. Um, well, I mean, her higher tier magic does. But like, she's supposed to like hide the fact that like they're both basically gods to these people. Mm-hmm. They want to like try to get things done as like adventurers mm-hmm. by just like whacking things with swords. Yeah, I still feel like it was kind of slow. I mean, it maybe was purposefully, but I feel like they could have made it a little bit more entertaining. I understand that. It, it didn't really do a, much. Like, yeah. she's going to hit it a couple times, and the uh, sorcerer guy was just kind of like, huh? Uh, <laughs> what yeah. is this? Kaji was just like, no way. And then he summons a second dragon. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, this guy's, this guy's got the moves. Sure. Yeah. We kind of thought he might have a chance. Maybe. But uh, guess not. Then we cut away to Ainz's fight with Clementine. And I love that Ainz is just kind of like messing with her to like learn how like melee combat works in this world. Or just in general, because he was never a melee fighter. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of just chopping it up, hamming it up. And he, he gives a really fun speech where he's like, I, I had no attachment to those adventures. I merely saw them as assets. Mm-hmm. And then um, he turns over and, like, yells, Show them your true power, Narborough! And she hears that, and she unleashes her full magic because she is one of the battle maids. Mm-hmm. What did you guys and, think of her fit? I mean, it was a maid outfit, all right. <laughs> yeah, it was. That it was. I mean, she understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And she obliterated those dragons with yes. like one move. Like super tier magic. Yeah, it was like, okay, I think it was it was what, like seventh tier? I think so. Which was a myth? Yeah, because like they were like, oh yeah, seventh tier is like a myth slash like something that gods use. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, nah, this is cash, fam. <laughs> And so she killed them, and then we cut back to Ainz's fight with Clementine. And he's like, alright, time to stop screwing around. And he literally hugs her to death in a gruesome fashion. Yeah, he crushes her. He said, you're in my way. And he was like, well, since you killed that one innocent child slowly, I'm gonna do the same to you. And slowly squeeze the life out of her. Yeah... Hmm. And he was like, got him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, Pretty wholesome. Yeah, he definitely knocked some points off the wholesome list there. 
Yeah. Why was that not wholesome? <laughs> uh, the fact that he did it with pleasure, too. He was just like, he was enjoying every moment of crushing her. Man has lost his humanity. Just like Batman. No. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, Batman's giggling to himself every time he punches Joker in the face. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's true. Batman he, he just punches Joker like zero. <laughs> but anyway, uh, JC, did this knock points off your wholesome meter? A little bit. I mean, and I feel like the the wholesome meter and the shady meter are kind of inversely related. Yes. Yeah. To yeah. where like a seven on one is a three on the other. One hundred percent. Um, I mean, it was some total justice action. So justice, absolute justice, some absolute <laughs> justice. Um, I don't know if I agree with the way it was done. Yeah, but just like light yagami. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, um, that was something. Yeah, that was something. Good we'll show. have to find out. We'll have to find out if um, Good show. Iron is more of Light or Lelouch. Oh, man. Tis the question. He seems to be more Lelouch. But Ooh. we'll see. He's not quite on the same tier, though. No, 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 no. I'm just talking, no, about, no, no. Type, I'm just talking about type of character, not, yeah, not, right, right, not right, quality right. of character. Right, 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 right. You think, ultimately, Ayn's is good, though, just like Lelouch. I don't know. I don't know. He seemed at the end of the batch of this episode, it seemed there was some uh, like light there, some something that that leaned that way. I feel like it's too early to even tell. It is he got, too. He got put into this world, he's trying to explore it, trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, he's a hero to his people. Yeah, and to oh, and to the and to the and to the humans, the the mm -hmm. um the town, Carn um, Village. Yeah, yep. well, Carn Village and E. Uh, there's two places. Oh yeah, Erantel. Uh, yeah, Erantel. Yeah, so he's yeah. definitely a hero and very much invested in protecting them. Is it simply because he views them as assets, though? Mm. I don't know. No, it seems like almost at times they become a hindrance to his mission. Where he has hmm. to like he has to go to protect them, but he makes sure that he does. But he could be doing something else. I feel like. Right. I feel like he's taking a long term perspective, and that he knows that these are the people who will spread his name to make yeah. him feared. Yes, that's him. true. So I just get confused on why sometimes he calls himself Momon, and sometimes he calls himself Einzungon. Like, well, Momon is his adventurer persona. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Einz okay. is his. Sorcerer persona. Yeah, his sorcerer slash elder lich king name. <laughs> Every time he puts on the suit of armor, he is Momon. Yeah. Okay. And he doesn't want people to know they're the same person. Yeah. Yeah. It seems because he kind, of, he kind of wants to portray um Ainz as kind of like this undead person to be feared, and Momon to be like a man of the people. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. We'll see what his motivation ends up being. It's still kind of like conquer the world at this point which Maybe. which he could be benevolent mm. you know when when people b declare themselves god emperors it's usually benevolent usually yep. pretty usually is a high percentage of uh kind <laughs> good benevolent emperors 
Absolutely. Yeah. Good dictators for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. So pretty good so far. We'll right. see. So, so the last hot point I had for this episode was, man, those dark magicians really messed Inferia up. They, like, put out both of his eyes and, like, put this crazy, like... Oh, crown? Like... That... Crown of wisdom on him? Yeah. That yeah. was wild. Yeah. And... he's okay, though. Yeah, he's okay. So, I mean, and... he could have taken the crown. So, like, one of the things he was talking about himself, like, debating, was because he wanted to be able to take the crown or replicate the crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would, like... I think it would kill the, the wearer if he did it. Yeah. Um. So he decided not to do that. So that's a that's a point towards wholesomeness. There you go. True. Swinging back. Pretty wholesome. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Did you all have any more thoughts on this mainly battle episode? Pretty good. Yeah. Slow in moments. Slow in moments, but overall good. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like it was good. I'm I'm leaning towards a certain way of thinking on the combat, and but I won't talk about that till the last episode. But all right, all right, let's, let's move on to True Vampire. All right, so uh, hot point number one: Sebes and Solution, the Battle Maid, are on a mission. And um, we get a little bit of backstory where we get to see some more of the original um, supreme beings or members of the guild of mm-hmm. Einzulgo. Um, we get to see Pero Roncino for the first time who created Shaltir. He's like a bird man. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these names are wild, like Touch Me. <laughs> yes. Um, they have this amusing little dialogue sequence where they talk about voice actors um like what those the, things are and they they turn with such intensity they're basically beings that bring things to life like any god should yeah <laughs> just embedding souls um so then shaltir appears and like basically shaltir solution and sebas are all trying to like find out more information about the world and they have a lead on some uh, mercenaries. And one of the guys who has ties to the mercenaries is basically planning like to attack Solution and all of the women in very horrific ways. Hmm. Um, so the carriage stops and Shaltir pops out and we get to see a little bit of Shaltir's power. And uh, she's not messing around. Nope. She is straight, like, chopping fools up. Just kind of flicks them, they're dead. Yeah. And then, um, Josh, I'm going to need your commentary on that scene where oh, Solution literally, solution scene. Oh, literally eats a man. Oh, gosh. Yes, or, through her bosom. She yes, eats. Yes, yes, yes. She absorbs a man. Um, And she seemed to enjoy it. Oh, she enjoyed it a ton. <laughs> In fact, she requested it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JC, where's this on the wholesome rankings? How wholesome is Solution? I mean, I think she just helped take down a rapist. 
there you go. So I think that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> because we believe in absolute justice. Yes, we do. Oh, You're on the course. Yeah. We're we're uh, we're we're slowly building our own creed as the quarter tapes. Josh, what did you think about this from a moral standpoint? Oh boy. Oh shoot, man. It was. Uh... <laughs> I Something. mean. It was. It was something. All these dudes were seemed pretty bad. She took one guy's hand out. Look, I mean, where Shaltier did. And then Solution basically just absorbed the guy. Don't know where he went or how that all worked. I'm sure he's doing fine in a prison somewhere. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, in some sort of alternate yeah. dimension. Yeah. He's it doing seemed, fine. It the seemed that zone. he was in pain. Oh, yeah. Or the Phantom Zone. Yep. Um,. It seems that he was in pain when it was happening quite a bit, so... It's fine. No war crimes. Yeah. He's good. He's good. But, no, we know that a lot of the uh, people from Nazareth do not look kindly upon humans at all, especially if they do something bad, so... They're just like, I get to do with you whatever I want. You're going down. Yeah. So yeah, um, solution is terrifying. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And the way her face contorts. Oh my goodness. Is unsettling. And what's with the whole one eye closed thing? I didn't get it. And it's like it's not open until she's doing something like evil. <laughs> I think that's the point to make yeah. her look nefarious. Yes. So then Shaltier tracks down the leader of these bandits slash mercenaries. And uh, we get to meet the character Brain. Oh, what's his last name? Something silly. Yeah. Yeah. Something vaguely German. Brain. Um. How do we feel about Brain? Oh gosh. I mean. I mean, first of all, he's in. He's in. He's complicit in all of these other hooligans. Yes. So. Yeah. I mean, he's he's basically a nobody. He's supposed to be on the same level as um, Gazif. Gazif, correct. He had a cool sword for like half a sec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he has a he has an ability called the God Flash Strike. That sounded was, really sounded really cool. Yep. He's sounded. honestly basically just like Zenitsu. It's yeah, not. actually, actually, in pretty much every way. Um, could we stop this, please? This <laughs> wrong <laughs> yes you are nah. i mean he did run away crying <laughs> pretty pretty similar so um yeah uh Shaltier is basically treating him like a bug which is basically what he is to her and uh, she says if you have another attack you should probably try it now <laughs> yeah you're just like man she is roasting fools then we get to see her true vampire form, which is also called like her lamprey form, which oh. I mean, a lamprey is a lamprey is like an undersea creature that has the circle mouth with all the teeth. Oh, uh, goodness. Ain't right. Oh, no, that's, goodness. That, uh, that hurt my heart a little bit. Uh, seeing her. Yeah, she. And that's... as soon as Josh saw that, he was like, oh, well, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sir. No, sir. No. Like, how sir. you doing? <laughs> Right up the simp, simp scale. That's, That's dark enough for me. That is gross. She <laughs> looks so gross. <laughs> so yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah. Um, she uh, is basically tearing up people. Uh, 
and she comes across some other interesting people, and a flash of light happens, and we cut to the Great Tomb of Nazarene, and Shaltir appears to have betrayed him, according to their own records. Her name has gone red. Yeah. And so that's a little wild. I guess and I then... Oh, what were you saying, John? I, was gonna, I guess I haven't played, played enough like DMMORPGs or something like to understand the premise of how that works. I guess they they he explains it um, for a second, like, oh, like... And then, like, her passive ability and stuff like that. But it was still kind of weird to me, not something that I feel like someone who doesn't really play MMORPGs would understand very well. Well, basically, she was supposed to be impervious to mind control. Correct. Because she's a vampire. Yeah. And so he was just surprised that she seems to be betraying him. Under her own free will. Yeah. Or at least that's how it appears to them. Yeah. But then Ayn says, I have to go rescue her because I love all of you floor guardians. They're all my people. Aww. Yeah, and, and then Albedo goes off on her thing. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Albedo and then Albedo's like, I need to go find some place to rub myself on. Oh, go get them pillows. <laughs> oh no. Uh this ain't no kid show. <laughs> Mercy. But uh I don't know. That was a pretty wholesome thing to tell them all. Yep. Yep. This is true. He takes care of his own. Yeah. And I thought this episode had a lot of interesting things and uh, went at a pretty good clip, pacing-wise. Pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I did have good pacing. I feel like, yeah. Josh, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, no, I just thought, um, I thought well, I thought it was kind of cool at first, like, well, despite who Brain is, they're like, missioning um gazif just like oh like i wanted to fight i wanted to use this my i like move on you gazif i was like oh that's actually kind of cool like this um just a slight glimpse into the the, into the history of this world yeah, and kind of connecting characters we've seen before and like making the world feel bigger correct yeah but yeah that is all i've got to a very solid episode ready for the next one josh um, yeah, Confusion and Understanding, episode 11. Um, what's going on over there? We got sounds. What's that? Oh, I just heard some sounds coming from oh, the power huh. end. Some weird. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay, all right. Nope, all good. I guess it's when I speak louder, I think I hear stuff. There's nothing here. Um, here, let me, let me move you slightly. Okay. In terms of our listenership, nothing's happening. <laughs> You're just imagining us saying this. Yeah. <laughs> Except the gaslighting. Number one uh, word of the year, apparently. Oh, yeah. People be using that word all, the ro- all wrong all the time, though. They're ignorant and dumb. Yeah. 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 They don't if understand. If only we could take over the world like Eins. If only. Oof. It'd be if... a better place. <laughs> yeah if the oh, three of us were in charge um so my first top point is that whoa we get quote unquote a world level item it seems that we've actually come across real power yep and that's something Date? that i was like finally excited for because every single enemy they've faced until now 
has like no shot, no chance, nothing at all. Kind of flipped him away. Yeah. And he just literally like moves and does all his actions just to to slowly like not to just ex- exude his power that much except what he did with in front of Gazef where he literally used a black hole to absorb that angel. That's pretty cool. Um, uh-huh. So I was just like, finally, we have something that seems to be a threat, or they're at least building towards somewhat of a threat, and that's something that I look forward to. Um, second, Pandora's actor, his character, is a German soldier. Yes, <laughs> seems to be. How do we feel about that? Well, he's not wearing a red armband. True. But it is a Japanese man making a German soldier. You can read into that whatever you want. All right. Because, but but they did, I feel like, make something up for it because he said, don't speak German in front of me. So it probably was something that he did when he was young, dumb, and thought it would be funny, and then turns out, like, it wasn't funny or something. Yeah, because, like... like yeah, because, like, all the other guild masters, like, put so much thought into, like, building the characters of, like, the floor guardians. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm gonna make it silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought it was interesting. Um, Didn't see him again, though. Yeah, he nope. disappeared. But I don't know why. What was his purpose again? He was guarding the treasury? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's yeah. the one who guards the world level items. Okay. Yeah. So didn't see him again. But this was basically all building up to Shaltir versus Ainz. And we we get a lot of history and um or some more history of the previous um what do they call them again? Guardians? No, not guardians. The oh, previous, the, uh, the the creators. The creators, but they had a name oh. for them. Oh, the Supreme Beings. Yes, the Supreme Beings. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. And their items and how much they meant and, like, uh, what he did with all that stuff. So it was a pretty cool conversation between him and Albedo looking at and just kind of reminiscing. That was in this episode, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really, I thought that was pretty cool, him explaining that stuff. However, mm-hmm. we're we're getting to these points where I'm just craving good action. And it I was, was huh? Oh no, this is by far the slowest episode for me. Yeah, it was really slow, and I'm just like, get to the good parts. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, I understand building and um and maybe having fun with the game or what it is, the the lore of it, and all the characters and we were introduced to the character that you created was that the only character he created i mean i don't know he might have created more later i Um, guess we'll find out yeah i guess we'll find out but i definitely felt slow in this episode and i was just like we literally left off the last episode of shaltier betraying um betraying them and now we're just sitting here talking about the past yeah which happens a lot but it just felt really slow yeah and then i just thought it would be absolutely wild shaltier versus eins like or um an actual good 
fight because we haven't seen um well I mean, we did see um nabe uh use her power to a certain extent but i felt like um Shaltier was a little more interesting than nabe so i'm i was excited oh, yeah. to the build of this fight she's so much more chaotic yes yeah Shaltier might be and they kind of like talked about it a little bit how Shaltier might be the second most powerful fighter of nazarik after Ainz. Yeah, so so it's interesting though if that's the case that they would have a fight, quote unquote, fight um, this early in the show. That's true. Very interesting. Especially after she was fighting with Obedo to see who would be with Ainz. Yeah, now I would like to see that fight. That fight would be fun. I was telling Curtis that needs to be a whole episode. Yeah, for real. Hmm. <laughs> But does anybody have any more um, hot points or thoughts about episode 11, Confusion and Understanding? Definitely not. Um, I uh, I just thought it was interesting how anime oftentimes deals with like really heavy emotions. Mm-hmm. And whether it be like intense anger or revenge or sadness or love, the most intense emotion that Overlord deals with, and I think actually handles really interestingly, is the idea of loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ainz is doing all this because A, he was lonely in real life, so he sought out this game. And now he's lost all of his in game friends. So he's dealing with a different level of loneliness. Yeah. It's like So he, I think I think that that's a really interesting thing that they touched on in this episode. It's it's almost kinda like be careful what you wish for, the whole like living in the game thing. Now he's like living yep. in the game but everybody is gone, so now he has just a bunch of NPCs. Who yeah. are in some ways predictable, but it seems like there's an unpredictable nature to them. And this is a completely different genre of anime mm-hmm. to like my hero. Because my hero is a shonen. Yes. Shonen are very like fight, um, single character dominated, oftentimes male. Um, this is an this is what's called an isekai. Okay. Isekai is basically just a single character is transported to a different world. and hijinks ensue (laughs) interesting so this will be my first isekai sword art online is like the most popular one Mm. which i've heard that one sucks so Um, oh i mean i've heard conflicting things from that i've heard some people really like it well yeah because it's most it's a lot of people's first anime Hmm. um but yeah this is this is an isekai so don't go in with Dragon Ball Z expectations for how things are going to go. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's about as shown as you can get. Or Naruto. Um, all right, so shall we move to the Bloody Valkyrie? Let's do it. All right. Okay, the Bloody Valkyrie. Um, my first time point is we're beginning to see the intricate nature and acts of the Guardians. So where um I forgot his name, but he's literally my favorite one. I think he'd be Demiurge? Sick. Yes, Demiurge. Demi- Demiurge. That's right. Yeah. Demiurge is kind of tricked into like staying behind and watching the fight from afar uh with Albedo. And I just thought it was really interesting that like the way that they talk and stuff like that, it it's I expected the conversation to almost go into cahoots, right? Like, them talking about possibly overthrowing or, like, whatever happens in 
like what they're going to do next if Ainz dies or something like that. So I thought it was really I I's what I expected. It wasn't really much of that, but no, but the, the fact that Demiurge was like we have to protect this guy even if it means he will kill us for doing our job. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he's so committed, I love. Absolute loyalty. <sighs> yeah, I like Demiurge. But doing it in a way where like you can tell that like once the game switched to like this other world, they all have a level of awareness that we are not aware of yet. Right. Even Albedo. They're alive. Yeah. Yes, they are. So that's really interesting. I still refer to them sometimes in my notes as NPCs because that's what they were. Right. Well, and this the last episode refers to Shaltier as that. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But that's um, all from Ainz's perspective. Right? Yeah. Yes, it's from Ainz's perspective. But then he's got to come to terms that these are, in some ways, living beings so yeah and he does treat them as such mm-hmm yeah he does pretty wholesome of them. he treats them with dignity he does um all right next up point i thought it was really cool to see or at least it was yeah it was cool to see him the bot the battle prep using all the spells like literally listing off spell after spell after spell so it's like in like a video game where you're putting all your equipment on or your certain items or certain things getting ready just serious battle prep Except he was dressed in robes. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't need to, at at the moment, to uh, put on armor because he's a magic user. So a lot of the times they just, like, they focus on what spells well, they can cast and their, their, magic, their magic points. What? And he put on the robes to obscure something to be revealed in the last episode. Correct. Yeah. And he even took off all his rings. Yeah, all of his quote-unquote god-level items. He was yeah. naked. <laughs> he's kind of handicapping himself a bit a little bony man oh yeah all right so basically the entire fight goes on in here in this episode and i want to know your guys's thoughts starting with jc i mean it was a fun fight mm-hmm. it there wasn't as much action in this episode it was mainly spell casting correct it was fun it didn't blow me away. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought personally that, like, was it when they were fighting against the orcs? All the monsters that yeah, were coming yeah. out of the forest? I thought that was probably one of the better fights of the show. Yeah, um, there's a lot more sword action there. Yeah, I am biased. <laughs> uh, yeah, you and Josh are both sword guys. <laughs> but, I mean, this magic was fun. I don't think it ever got to a Doctor Strange level for me, like in Avengers. But okay, yeah. It's good. I enjoyed it. How about you guys? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked, um, I mainly enjoy, like, the dialogue between him and Shaltier, where, like, Shaltier is kind of aware of the fact that, like, she's being controlled. But Yeah, for a second person- she was. But her personality also shines through to her, like, this is what she would actually say if she was actually trying to fight Ainz. Mm-hmm. So, like, just to see her, like, kind of try to, like, reason through, like, okay... He's an undead, so I have to primarily focus on, like, fire and holy magic. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see, like, them trading strategy back and forth. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because, like, yeah. it was a lot more of, like, a chess game than just, like, oh, I'm going to see if I can slash harder than you can. Mm. And I did appreciate that. Yeah. And, like, magic levels and the health and all that. Mm-hmm. And 
putting the video game mechanics in. Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. Um, for sure. Just the, the thought process of focusing on like weaknesses of certain types of characters. It seemed that they focused on him being undead. Um, uh, throughout this batch of episodes that that was that that means he had a certain type of weakness and certain types of strengths like when he was uh, fighting clementine uh, being undead but i'm gonna be honest like you're right curtis this is something you got to think about don't expect um dbz or or even like my hero or even um naruto type fighting which is something that i that's why i I'm gonna be. I love anime because of those kinds of fights. <laughs> like I mean, so, fights in Code Geass. No, there wasn't, but there was uh, still really good sword battles between the um, the Gundam type, the, nightmare. Night, the nightmares. I mean, I, the the flow of the nightmares, all that stuff. I mean, that was still there. That's true. So this is very different and something I think I'm gonna have to get used to or to appreciate. It was fun. But I kind of wanted more. I agree. More of what? What I just explained, I think, like, like there, like. For me, it was the intensity wasn't there. Yeah, it was. It wasn't there. I mean, these are two huge characters, and I wasn't feeling the intensity at all. And I don't even. What? I didn't really even hear much music either that was playing. I feel like. I feel like the stakes. I feel like they were trying to make us feel like the stakes were high, but I didn't really feel it. Yeah, I and that I feel like they I out. feel like they could have explored the type of combat a little more. But I mean, the summon household was really cool when she did that when she summoned all of those, like. But that was like completely different tactic than they had been using for the past like ten minutes. Um. So I was like, oh, finally something really cool, like a summoning spell. Which I like. I like summon spells. And when he did his summon spell, or when, uh, well, I mean, we've seen multiple summon spells throughout this past few episodes. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, in, t in terms of the fighting, and I, I, think, I think we'll see different kinds, hopefully, throughout the show, because we have, I mean, we have three seasons to get through, so. Oh, yeah. I think I, they'll have plenty of room to improve. Yes. Um, and my last... Yeah, my last hot point for this episode is just a quote. Game over. When he was just basically like totally ready and was uh, was like, you're done now. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it finished in this episode. It was really fun how he ended it. Just like, yeah, you've done everything I thought you would do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> everything like, happened as I intended. She was like, but I was burning you, and I was using holy magic, and, and you were dying. And he's like, no, like, the fire actually hurt, but I was totally pretending the holy hurt. <laughs> yeah. Just like when JC gets challenged to an accounting battle. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. How do you understand that? So with all that said, should we jump into player versus NPC? Let's do yes. it. Yes. So first of all, as we were saying... He is just explaining how she's got to level up if she wants to try to face off against a supreme being. Because uh -huh. he was just playing her the whole time like a fiddle. And it was pretty satisfying to 
understand what was all happening. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a good payoff for everything that we had just seen. Yeah. Did you feel that way, Josh? Um. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it definitely was just kind of an exp- explanation as to why it didn't, why it wasn't like crazy intense like it was supposed to be. Just like, yeah. Where he's just like, oh, I was just playing you the whole time. But it gets a little bit more intense because all of a sudden he pulls out that armor. Oh, is it that armor? Is that how we feel? Like, what? how do we feel about this armor compared to the other adventure armor, the warrior armor? Well, I mean, it's not as cool as that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I was gonna say. Uh, like, I, I, it's less about how amazing the armor is designed and less about what it, and more about what it represents. Yeah. It was a shift in the battle and it was well used. So I liked it a lot. And we also got a pretty cool sword to go along with that armor. We did we get got, a sword. We got that bow. Do we remember the name of the sword? Nope. Nope. Yeah, it was a Japanese character of some sort. And uh, she recognized the sword, which was really cool. And she recognized the bow, too. Yeah. Because it became from her creator. Ah, yes. That is right. And we also got Dad Axe. Dad Axe, though. <laughs> Dad Axe. Pretty cool. He was kind of swinging it around. <laughs> he was kind of doing the same move three, four, five, six, seven times. Yep. And that was a fun callback to uh, when he was fighting Clementine, and she was like, hey, do you know you actually know how to swing those swords? Because you're kind of <laughs> just swinging them around. He had no clue. Well, that's room for character growth if he gets better at combat. Yeah, because melee combat is not his forte. Nope. Not at all. Then we got that shield, though. That was pretty fun. That was a good shield. Yeah. He can do this all day? He, he, he can do this all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he just kind of obliterates her. Shaltier could not keep up with him because he just kind of rips her arm off and then... Summoning weapons too fast. Summoning weapons too fast. Then he uh, uses his, like, god-tier level magic. And she's like, oh, I'm going to kill you before you even finish the spell. And he pulls out an item and just, like, bends time and space, I guess. (laughs) And uh, he just kind of obliterates her. So, uh, yeah, he won. Yeah, like, he straight up killed her, too. Yeah, literally killed her. Yeah, but he had a plan for that. He was like, I hope the resurrection magic works. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Or it'll be awkward. Yeah. So, Ainz was, in fact, in control the whole time. That was really cool. So then we get to see, kind of jump cut back to them in the fortress, uh, Nazarek. And we learned that in order for him to cast the magic, it'll cost 500 million gold to revive her. It's a lot of gold. A lot of gold. I kind of burst out and said, I don't know if she's worth all that. (laughs) She's the second most powerful, JC. That's true. So hopefully that'll be a good investment going forward. So yeah, he just kind of brings her back. That's cool. And she is loyal once again, so that's good. So nice. I guess uh, the world-level items can't transcend death and rebirth. Nope. Good to know. And when she woke up, she was very excited to see Einzel go. Very excited. 
Too excited, some might say. Jeez. Are you Team Albedo? Team Albedo. Oh, Josh, are you Team Albedo or Shaltier? I'm Team Beta. What? Beta. Who's that? At the end of the episode, who is oh, yeah, the tasked to watch over Inferia? That's right. Seems like a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> you simping, Josh? <laughs> we big simping over oh, here. Oh, oh man. Um, I mean, like basically, if Doctor Ann Possible was in an MMORPG, that's what she'd be looking like. What? <laughs> <laughs> the red hair, Josh. The red hair. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. No, I shoot, man. I mean, I Josh was, I him. was okay. I was Team Sheltier until I saw her vampire form. Um, <laughs> so I might be Team Albedo. <laughs> yeah, you did say Team Sheltier on our batch one episode. Yes, didn't you? yes, I was yeah. definitely yeah. Team Team Sheltier, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what you saw. I'll be Team Sheltier. Ah. Oh, okay, okay, you do you, man. <laughs> you know what? She uh she might like Ainz a lot, but it's of her own free will. This is true. It's not. Whereas Alberto was programmed to be a simp. Yes, that yes. that's true. Well, I just want to I just want to wait to see Alberto fight. When I see Alberto fight, uh, I'll be able to determine which team I'm truly on. I mean, she wins just because of the sick armor for me. It's pretty sick armor. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, the the poor uh, Sheltier. Uh, who has to compare certain things to, to a washboard. <laughs> oh, yes. JC, I didn't yep. even think you were going to bring that up, man. What in the world? Who JC is JC now? I want to talk about. Yeah, that's a rough one to come back from. Poor Sheltier. <laughs> but anywho, reincarnation ain't all it cracks up to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all our stuffing didn't reincarnate. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I really thought that it was cool seeing all the guardians together yep. at the end, and I just thought to myself, I really like those guardians. Mm, that was, was a good character. moment. Family, it's family. about family. <laughs> <laughs> but I also said that Ainz is a good leader. He is quick to accept blame. Mm. I appreciate that. Another point for the wholesome scale. <laughs> yes, it you is have to be so. wholesome to be a good leader, though. Mm. I feel like the best leaders are whole. Hmm. Interesting debate to have. It is an interesting <laughs> debate to have. I'll stand by that for now. But it was a cool ending where they kind of were just like, yeah, we're going to go on more adventures now. And he became an adamantite level adventurer, which is the highest. The highest in the land. Yeah, they don't even have any adventurers worthy of him now. Yeah, and they were doing like the. I thought I thought it was kind of cool how they had the uh, the humans just kind of like commenting on him. Oh, like this guy is ultra powerful. Like he could do this and this. It's like it's really cool. Like the whole talk of the town. Like he's basically achieving what he wants to. But there's like an, a video game aspect to that too. So, so pretty cool. That yeah, like cool. that linear progression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was a cool ending, and I'm hyped to see season two. I thought, um, I thought that I, I like his intensity for vengeance where basically like if anybody comes after my guardians again, they're going down like true. they're, they're going to be absolutely obliterated. So I appreciate that as well. He protects his family. Mm -hmm. Yep. We ready for some ranking? Well, yeah. first off, 
Oh, oh. I, I want to know what you all thinking about season two, because they hint at a lot of stuff at the end of this season. Mm. Oh, we got to see, uh, what's his face again? Gazif? Gazif! That's hype. I want to see more Gazif in season two. Yeah, will we see a fight between Brain and Gazif? But, I mean, Brain looks like he's been completely shaken. Like, his whole life is just, like, over now. I, I could have Gazif just, like, flick him away. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I yeah, we don't we definitely don't need to see that fight. I want to see Gazif go in different directions. But I want to see Gazif fight Einzel Gone. Oh man. Yeah. And and the fact that there's still he still has like uh he has this um maid who is going to be protecting Inferia this whole time. Inferia is going to become quite a even more of a key character, I feel like in the future. Yeah, where's that going? Okay, so Floor guardian wise, I want everybody's top three. Ooh. You don't have to rank all of them, just give me your top three. And then when the whole series is done, we'll all rank all the floor guardians. What's the big dude in the armor? Kokaitis. Okay, I got my three. He's pretty sick. Oh, man. Yeah, it's probably Demiurge. Wait. Well, he's not a floor guardian, though. The Sabus. Sabus is not a floor guardian. Sabus counts towards it, though. Okay, well, then Demiurge, Sabus, and Albedo. Because Sebus is over, Sebus is over the uh, battle maids. So. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the battle maids deserve their own rankings. At some I point. feel like Sebus yeah. is freaking awesome. Like we're gonna see some good Sebus, and I'm just waiting for it. So that's why he has so much down? potential. Oh, Sebus can throw down. I want to see it so bad. So, so Demiurge number one for you, Josh, followed by Sebus, followed by Albeda. Yeah, that's my list. Wow, wow, <laughs> you boy. We're in agreement. Let's see. So, so far, based off this season, probably something to the tune of Shaltir, followed by Albedo, and then I really dig Kokaitis. Mm. And his, he doesn't speak very much in the season, but he offers wisdom every time he opens his mouth. That's Is true. Mandible? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. He makes use of the screen time that he has well. Absolutely. He has that presence. Cool design. But anyway, time to hear everybody's blasphemous rankings. Oh, gosh. Did I just jump in? I don't usually yeah. go first. Do Give it. it to him. Okay. I expect there to be a lot of contention about the middle of my list. <laughs> and uh, honestly... I feel like we're all three going to have wildly different lists, to be honest. I do, too. I don't know. They're, whoops. Or, okay, I think either that's going to happen or you and Josh are going to have the exact same list. It's quite possible. I don't know. I don't have strong feelings about the middle. It all kind of blended together for me. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the top and the bottom make sense. So at the bottom, confusion and understanding. Mm, yep. Fair. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Up from there, I put Dark Warrior. Okay. It's a good app, but there's some slow moments and like the magic fight against the dragons could have been better. Yeah. Up from there, I have Bloody Valkyrie. Okay. Like we kind of talked about. And coming in number three, I got True Vampire. It was terrifying. Okay. But in a cool way. Yeah. Then we got Twin Swords, because we got the swords! Swords! <laughs> and then Player versus NPC, because it all came together in a cool way. JC, we're not that far off. Okay. There's just one episode where we disagree. Yeah. It's the same with me, actually, JC. There's literally one episode where if you switch the two, it's like... Okay. 
Nice. I'll go next. At the bottom, confusion and understanding. Uh-huh. Then I have twin swords of slash and death. <laughs> okay. Um, then I have Dark Warrior. Okay. Then True Vampire. Then Bloody Valkyrie. Then Player versus MVC. Curtis, we were so close! <laughs> Dang it! Oh, man, we were so close, Curtis. I... True Vampire, there was just something about it. For... Number two. Yes, my True Vampire is number two. That I respect that opinion. I really like True Vampire. Yeah, so it's Confusion and Understanding... Twin Swords, The Dark Warrior, The Bloody Valkyrie, True Vampire, and then Player vs. NPC. Nice. So our lists rhyme. Did we all have... No, wait, no. JC had Twin Swords at number two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twin Swords was definitely... Yeah. yeah. What? But we all had the same number one. Correct. And number six. Yep, yep. We agreed on what mattered. (laughs) All right, so before we get to the draft... Um, we already talked about season two. I want to know what the shady level is for I'm Zulgone going into season two. What is his shady level? I feel so like it's starting al- at five and a half. And I feel like it almost it. stays the same. Like, like he did something that was shady. Like, I feel like the way he killed um Clementine was kind of shady. But then, like, things that he did afterwards and things he he had done for um Nazarek and like whoever came, like all everybody all the guardians and stuff like that i felt like it brought him back but he also oversees a group of sociopaths when it comes to how they deal with humans yes <laughs> he's trying to you know smooth out their edges Maybe. Yeah. he totally gave solution like permission to do whatever she wanted though that's true to Se- a bad person sebis did well, yeah, but, like, Sebus has the full, like, support of Ainz, because yeah. Sebus is boss. Yeah. You know what? If we if we had him at five and a half, I'm going to move him up to a six, leaning towards wholesomeness. Wait. Wait. No, that's shady. Oh. This, this, is, a oh. Sh- this is a shady well, scale. you would move him down to a four on the shady. Yeah. Because that would make him a six on wholesome. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. God. Oh, goodness. Okay. Josh, you disagree? I do disagree. Let's do four and a half on Shady. Four and a half. Now, the question is, do we want to make it to where you all have your separate rankings, or do you have to come to a consensus and bargain for it? What do you think, Josh? I feel like we have to discuss this. (laughs) Okay. So you're saying that he's a 5.5 wholesome, 4.5 Shady. Correct. So he's slightly more wholesome than not. Correct. I'm saying he's slightly more than you think, though. Yeah. Yeah. So you're splitting hairs, basically. <laughs> basically. I mean, Josh, he's a family man. He cares about <laughs> his own, and he's trying to He protect- took all that woman's belongings. He's like, give yes, me everything did. you have. For the family! <laughs> she's For just a, the she's family. Just a poor human. He's protecting her grandson oh i wanted to mention this i wanted to mention this this is a theory that i have okay so i feel like out of everything that eins did him asking for the lady's entire possessions was the most like quote out of left field thing that he did yes probably where did they get sent and escorted after that karn village yeah which he protects what does eins will go know that he has a crush 
on the girl from Karn Village. That's true. So did he have the grandma give up his stuff? Because he was looking out for his boy in Furia. But it was all I of her so. stuff, too. I mean, let's be real. How many years does she have left? <laughs> oh goodness i mean he he's didn't just end up... making he's just riding her will for her so that inferior gets it stuff okay. come on okay. real here. all right real. all right sure i'll lean on you jc we'll we'll Let's follow your no 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 that is not where this discussion six that was not the I'm bargain set. i'm I'm locking my list in. I don't care what Josh does. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, definitely a six, and it's uh, it's set. I'll take a six, Josh. Okay. All right. <laughs> six wholesome, four shady. It is until next batch. Oh, I got what I wanted. <laughs> That's what you call strong arm <laughs> negotiating. All right. Shall I read the next batch of episodes? Yes. I get the first pick. Ooh, you do? Okay, so um, we're going to be watching seven episodes. Okay. We're going to do a seven and six split, just like this last batch. Um, okay, so episode one, The Dawn of Despair. Mm-hmm. Episode two, Departure. Mm-hmm. Episode three, Lizard Men Gathering. N- episode four, Army of Death. Episode 5, The Freezing God. Mm. Episode 6, Those Who Pick Up, Those Who Are Picked Up. Episode 7, Blue Roses. Mm. With the first pick in the 2022 Overlord Season 2 draft, (laughs) JC selects. Mm. Let's go with those who pick up, those who are picked up. Mm. Sounds quite interesting. And a very interesting pick. Who's the next pick? I, I don't know. Th- I think I do. Didn't I pick last last time? I don't remember. Oh no, I did I pick first last time? Mm. No clue. Oh, do we have to restart this okay, again? Okay, okay, okay. Who is the one who did three episodes last time? I only had two. Me. Right, no. So Josh picked first. So Josh is picking last, so Curtis is next. Okay. Wait, I, wait, I had next. two episodes. Well, we all had two episodes last yeah. batch. Yeah, but the time... Two or... Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. So wait, so on the first... Okay, okay, in the first seven, who had three episodes? Was that you, Josh? I, I think, think so, yes. So you had three. So then you picked last last time, so you're picking second this time. Yeah, so Curtis and I'm going to go with The Freezing God. Ooh... All right, let me just write these all down in our little texty chat here. Appreciate you. And you all can fill the air while I do that. Yes. So we have left the Dawn of Despair, Departure, Lizardmen, Army of Death, and Blue Roses. It is Curtis's pick when he is ready. I was more talking about have a conversation. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Oh, man. <clears throat> so JC, I've been playing this game called uh, Vampire Survivors. Yeah. 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 How are you liking it? I'm getting a ton of echo. Oh, I'm sorry. What changed? Oh, okay. No, literally nothing changed. Okay, I was getting a ton of echo. Oh, I'm getting it again. Luckily, Luckily. we don't get it till the end of this episode, so that's good. 
How about now? Uh, no. I mean, oh yeah, I am. Like it's me when I speak. Sometimes it, I can hear it echoing. Well, nothing, nothing changed on our end. Okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it's a simple game, JC, where you're literally just like collecting gems to level up your character as you're fighting off all these types of like monsters. And it has like an automatic attack, so it's very different. It's not like you control the attack as much as the direction. But honestly, oh. it's such a simple game, but I could play it for like hours. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. So with my next pick, I am going to take Lizardmen Gathering. Ah, that was going to be my next one. <laughs> You know, I'll take Blue Roses. Hmm. Ah, that was going to be the one. <laughs> Dang, man. Um, I guess I'll go with Army of Death. I knew you were going to go with that one. Yep. Yep. Sounds dark. Yep. Army I will of go Death with. I will go with Departure. Which leaves me with the Dawn of Despair. Yep. Okay, I'll bookend it. Perfection. All right. Oh, and uh, lest we forget, this is the last time we'll get a chance to say, man, what a good opening theme. Ah. Uh. Oh, really? It switches. Because it's going to change for next season. Oh. Like, man, this theme, it's called Clatonia, was freaking amazing. I really liked it. It grew on me a lot. Every time I heard it, it just got more and more hype. Like, every time it just explodes on. Yeah. JC witnessed it. I was, like, freaking out every time. <laughs> it was quite intense, guys. So, do we want to do an impromptu ranking of the music? Uh, what do you mean? Like, do we want to try to insert it somewhere? Maybe next time. Maybe we can yeah. rank... Maybe we can think about it and see if we could insert it into our music like, rankings. How many... Oh, you mean, like, just the opening themes and inserting them into our existing yeah yeah we don't have to do all of okay them. i feel like the first one. i feel like we have to have a conversation about like how often do we want to touch our legacy rankings on the podcast that's true because like do we want to save them until like five or ten shows from now to like talk about or would we rather or do we only want to save some for that or what josh what are your thoughts hmm well i just feel like Okay, so I feel like if we could actually do it, um, touch on the rankings, or at least how we feel about it, every time we come across a new show, or if a new intro is introduced. Maybe, maybe this is, could... and, and you're talking about just music specifically? Yes. Okay. Maybe we could even do it as, like, the part of our recap Overlord episode. Oh, like, where we, like, look back on the whole thing? That'd be cool. I'm down with that. All right. Yep. Let's do it. All right. We good? We good. I'll get in the head. All right. Well, um, if you made it this far, you might know who we are, but we are the Court of Capes, where your favorite judges discuss, rate, and rank hero content, live action, animation, and we're on anime right now. You can catch us on Spotify, Anchor Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other podcast services around the globe. <clears throat> it's been it's been fun with you guys, and uh, 
this episode, and I look forward to what's happening the next season. I want to see things pick up a little bit. I'm still feeling the vibe a little bit of a slow, and it did pick up this batch compared to the last or the last batch. So, but yeah. this next season, it better have, pick it up. We have something, something will happen. Something better will happen. All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, JC, what do you have to tell the audience before we go? Don't be brain. <laughs> Shoot, you ain't that right. <laughs> All right, Curtis, what do you have to tell them? Your minds will go, and this is the great tomb of Nebraska. <laughs> All I gotta say is sorry, but you were destined to fail before this even started. Burn. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>